Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger, and I'm finally back. First of all, don't come for me, okay? Because I know I've been a little bit MIA, but I accounted for that time. That's why I was releasing so many episodes back-to-back during the fall um, and during December and a little bit in November because I knew that once the new year hit, it was going to be hard for me to kind of adjust and get my shit together. So I had to account for a lot of the old stuff as well as some new things that's going on in my life. And I left you guys with a good catalog of episodes to kind of, you know, reflect on and listen to and talk about amongst your yourself and amongst other people in your life. But I'm back. And I have a great topic. It's one that I just recently wrote about. It's the complaint drug because... A lot of us have gotten into the habit of complaining, even when there's nothing truly wrong. It's just that as humans (laughs) and as a society, we use complaining to uh, justify a lot of the imperfections in our life, but it kind of helps, it makes us miss out on the really good experiences that we're actually having. And I'm calling myself out on this one too. So we going to be getting into it. Hopefully you guys read the blog post. If you didn't, I'll be, you know, referencing the blog post a lot in this episode. So let's get into it. My job better hope I never win the lottery or I'm out. And in truth, they better hope I never win the lottery. And I don't even play y'all. I don't even play the lottery, but... If I did and now if I want but there's so many things I'm blessed with when it comes to my career like I'm gonna be honest I have a lot of wonderful things that I'm able to do and experience and see and learn because of the job that I'm in sometimes it doesn't feel like that because of the stress but it is what it is this is a point the good stuff is a point that I miss so often in this last year This caused me to think about other situations in which I allowed myself to complain unapologetically. So once I reflected and I started thinking about other situations that were probably positive overall, but I let all the little negative nuances of the situation kind of blur my vision, (laughs) I realized that I did it often and that I had a problem with complaining and 
it might not have been complaining to other people openly, but even in my own mind, you know, your thoughts, how they speak to you, how they shape, you know, your emotions, how they shape your behaviors, just complaining on a level that clouded the whole positive experience that I had. And it's a problem. Moving into a new decade, though, it causes all of us to look back and reflect over our experiences and our growth. I know when we were coming into this new year, we were doing the 10 year challenge. So once I look back over the course of the 10 years I've lived thus far, um, I realized, man, I had some great experiences and I want a redo. <laughs> because I didn't cherish cherish my bad I didn't cherish those moments as much as I should have when I had them because I was too busy complaining about those small imperfections instead of celebrating all the great stuff that was actually mixed in there with all the stress <laughs> in my reflection of the last two years they were riddled with ups and downs choices and a magnitude of self-awareness that has helped me to put that's, that has helped to put me on track to becoming a woman wor worth my own admiration. Buried in this reflection, however, was the reality that many of my situations and negative experiences were magnified by my matured complaint addiction. Yo, li listen up because I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak some words of wisdom real quick. Sometimes you have the ability to make a undesirable situation even worse so now we have two things that we're, we're doing when we have this complaint addiction not only are we are we contaminating good situations because we're only focusing on the negative aspects but we're making bad situations even worse because we're only focused on the neg negative aspects of it it's like y'all we put in our own selves in a lose-lose situation and we need to kind of figure out how to wean ourselves off this drug that so many of us have gotten used to being in our lives <laughs> so don't sit there and act like you don't know what i mean because i know i'm calling you out i'm calling you out i'm calling myself out go ahead and admit and reflect on your stuff and realize that you probably are somebody who you think you venting, but really you complaining. Look, cause we gonna define what those two things are. Actually, I'm gonna just go ahead and get into it. When you're complaining about something, it's all negative. Like, it's all negative. A good example of that is when I vent to someone, usually I come to my own solution. So I'm expressing true emotions that happen, happen from a real action in a situation or something that a person did or whatever and in my venting to other people or myself i usually come to a solution in how i can change my own behavior to improve the situation or have a conversation with the other person to improve the conversation or just kind of find a solution to help build on so that i'm not just stuck in this negative space with complaining it's all negative. It's just like you're not interested in finding a solution. You just want to bitch about what is getting on your nerves. You want to complain. You want to express how frustrated you are, how aggravated you are. You want to get it out. And in truth, you want 
other people to be a little bit miserable <laughs> because you probably had a bad day and you don't feel like being around happy people or a happy situation when you're feeling like crap. That's what complaining is. And it happens to the best of us. I don't care if you're a good person. I don't care if you consider yourself a shitty person. It happens to the best of us. And we just kind of want to, I want to explore that conversation with you because it's such a natural part of our lives now that even I was doing it to on a scale that surprised me once I kind of reflected on my shit. So don't sit there and act like you don't know what I'm talking about because how many times have you found yourself complaining about a situation before it even happens? I'm gonna raise my hand because that's me too. A lot of times we conflate complaining with venting because we just talked about that a little bit and we only leave room for ourselves to be more drained. So what I've found is when you're venting and you come to your own solutions or you get those emotions out and somebody is usually on the other side pouring positive stuff back into you when you're venting to them, right? They're telling you it's going to be cool, that they understand and, you know, it's going to be all right. But when you're complaining, <laughs> you're not even leaving room for somebody to fill you up with positive stuff because you just want to get it out. You don't care. You don't want to hear no positive stuff. You want a person to agree with your anger or, or your uh, frustration. And you leave that, that conversation or that situation feeling even more drained than you entered into it because it's all negative. You know? <laughs> you're draining yourself. You're putting yourself in a lose-lose situation. And it's no winning in it when you're complaining all the time. Mm. When did we get addicted? How did complaining become the drug that so many of us can't get enough of? As with many uncomfortable, unpleasant, or otherwise unsatisfactory situations, we search for distractions to alleviate not only discomfort, but often personal responsibility. Mm, I'm talking to us. A lot of times in our complaining, we do it as a way to kind of distance ourselves from any personal responsibility in the situation. And I found myself kind of doing that in, in some of my past situations. And I try to be careful not to do that in any future situations. Because we can complain all we want to. But if we're not honest enough to say, hey, I kind of contribute to this situation in the first place. Or I contributed to whatever um, relationship issue I'm having or whatever, you know, rift I'm having in the connection with somebody else or work issue I'm having if we're not mature enough to realize that sometimes it's us <laughs> then all we're going to be doing is complaining about a situation that we help create and what's the good in doing that because I feel like I found myself <laughs> complaining in some situations that I not only created, but I was blinded to how I contributed to my own suffering in a lot of situations. And it was just like, once I kind of calculated and added up everybody else's flaws, it still didn't equal, 
you know, all the frustration and pain in the situation that I was experiencing because I still didn't place myself in it. I still didn't admit that I was contributing to my own suffering and that I used complaining to distance myself from the responsibility that I should be taking. And I know y'all at this point want to click off this podcast (laughs) because... I know, I know, I know. But keep on listening, y'all. I know sometimes it's hard for us to hear the stuff that nobody else tells us, like about what we should be doing or how we're handling our business. But this is a year when we get in our shit together. And so we're going to start with kicking this addiction. So there's nothing worse than realizing that you were a part of of the cause of your own pain and discomfort so when turning to complaining so we're turning to complaining to avoid our own blame there are several situations i look back to where i'm not proud of my behavior instead of acknowledging how my anxiety crippled my ability to perform under disingenuous leadership i turned my to my drug of choice which was complaining and i'll give you a brief example like Um, during 2018 because y'all know that was like my hardest year I'll reference that a lot when I have these kind of topics but during that time I was going through a lot of shit and I was still you know expected to work like work didn't stop my bills didn't stop so I had to show up and the kind of job I have is very fast paced it's very demanding and the people I work with you know they had their own stuff going on too and their own personalities that kind of fed into the work environment that we had. So a lot of situations would come up and I felt like I didn't have a lot of understanding. I felt like I didn't have a lot of support and I felt like I wasn't being heard or seen as an equal part of the team that I was working with. On top of me dealing with all these other very public personal issues, but those things weren't being acknowledged and so I got bitter because I felt like not only did I have to kind of fight in my personal life to keep my 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 sanity about me or to keep sane I had to go into work every day and fight against other people who were just I don't know what the word is for but who was just making my life a little bit more miserable than what it had to be What I didn't account for was how all the things I had been through, how the fact that I was fighting so many different aspects of my life and how grief affects the brain and how my anxiety was feeding into everything, how it affected my work performance. And so here I was, you know, I I could very well sit here and, and tell somebody about themselves, call them out say what they should be doing say how they should be contributing to our work environment and I didn't acknowledge that I was suffering not purposefully but I was still suffering from um a lot of stuff that had happened and it was affecting how I was performing as a part of that team as well and so when I started thinking about a lot of the very hard situations I had to go through at work and I kind of calculate everybody else's contributions to those unsatisfactory experiences, it didn't add up because I wasn't placing myself in the equation. 
But once I kind of stepped back out of it, healed myself a little bit, and I looked at the situation for what it was, I was like, oh, girl, you were suffering. Like, you was a part of a little bit of the issue. And though you were right in calling other people out on their shit, you should have been calling yourself out, too. How many people that just hit? I know how to... uh, <laughs> I done threw some stones at some of y'all, but I'm just, I'm telling, I'm sharing my story. If you see yourself reflected in my words, then I'm doing my job. So I complained about how things should go, what I felt I deserved, and all the shortcomings of others. The potency of my drug clouded my judgment and blinded me to the shortcomings of my own making. <laughs> I ate it in my own discomfort. I complained about family because at that time I felt like we all had so much going on and I wasn't having the support that I I felt like I I deserved or wanted. Um, And so that was the aspect that I was struggling with. I complained about finances and how things should be because sometimes we say should and we think we deserve certain things that we have to work towards because nothing in this life is given to you and after we feel like we work towards those things we get frustrated when everything doesn't fall into place and then we complain i was complaining about work friends lovers and i want to say I was justified in a lot of the stuff I was saying, but it was the way I was saying it and was the fact that I was using the form of complaining instead of venting, instead of talking and having a conversation that helped to make me even more miserable than I had to be. Nothing was off limits when it came to my complaint addiction. What I found was the more I indulged, the more I impaired my own view. Sometimes we complain so much until it's just like a dark cloud just hanging around us. And you walking around with this dark ass cloud and nobody don't want to be around you. Nobody wants to be around that. You complain so much. Every time somebody talks to you, it's nothing positive you have to say. Every time somebody wants to have a conversation with you, you want to bring up all the negative stuff you're feeling and experiencing and happening in your life. And it's like, bruh. I don't I don't want to be that person. I definitely don't want to be around that person. So, <laughs> like, uh-uh. Oh, man. Where am I at? I'm reading a little bit off of this pop-up. <laughs> Y'all give me a second because I've been drinking a little bit of wine to get me uh, right. Anyway, I took too many hits of the good stuff. And over the past 10 years, I blew the chance to really, to really enjoy some amazing opportunities and experiences because I was too focused on complaining about their imperfections. Oh, when I look back on some of the things I actually experienced, y'all, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I had, I have been all over this world. You know what I'm saying? I haven't, I haven't traveled nearly as much as I wanted to. Don't get me wrong, but I have had some really rare experiences in my life. And because I allowed my anxiety, because that played a part too, don't get me wrong, my anxiety because I was undiagnosed and because I didn't know what it was, it was feeding into um, 
this nature of worrying about stuff. So I was looking at the imperfections, thinking that they were going to affect the situation negatively, starting to worry about these situations and these imperfections before they even became a situation. And I'm supposed to be enjoying myself. I'm supposed to be living the, this experience of a lifetime and I'm too busy complaining about the things that could happen, could go wrong, instead of focusing on all the things that actually went right to have me in that space in the first place. Whew, talk to myself, y'all, Lord. Here are some truths that I've discovered and will keep in mind going forward so I can kick this habit. Complaining starts to influence the way you actually see a situation before there's even a situation. Sometimes we're so jaded by our past in a situation that we let it rain dark clouds even when the sun is shining. So that's something I was just talking about. It's okay to call out the bullshit and acknowledge when something is lackluster, but you have to remember to appreciate the good that's in there too. No situation is really going to be all bad. And when you focus on only the negative aspects of it, you miss out on all the things that are helping you or are beneficial to you or all the things that you can use to your benefit because you got tunnel vision. And when you get tunnel vision, it's like you're just honing on on this one section, this one piece of the puzzle instead of seeing the beautiful picture that is already being painted for you. <laughs> there's silver linings even in the darkest clouds sometimes I'm not saying all of them because you know but most of the time don't get so used to complaining that you're complaining when there's nothing to complain about complaining does nothing to help your anxiety <laughs> trust me I know the only one who can gain control of your anxiety is you one way to help yourself this year is to distance yourself from complaining so much. So I'm not officially diagnosed with anxiety, but it is, I have too many symptoms for me to deny that it's a strong possibility. One of the things I'm gonna be doing this year is going to get not only tested for anxiety, but to check in, see if I have attention deficit because it's also very hard for me to focus on things for longer than a few minutes at a time. And <clears throat> it's hard for me to admit that, but I would rather go and get these situations taken care of and figured out so that I don't feel like I'm just crazy and that my mind is somehow um, slower than other people. <laughs> but my quote-unquote anxiety or worry nature it was not helped by the fact that I was complaining it only fueled the fact that I was worrying so much that I was so concerned with the situations that could be very small in comparison to what was actually happening so experiences could be very positive but I'm focused on this one flaw and this one flaw in my mind grows and it starts to just become its own thing and my anxiety is growing right along with it. 
you know, and right along with my anxiety, my complaining is growing. And so it is just all feeds into each other. And I have to be careful not to complain because when I do that, then I know that I'm going to have a flare up. I know that I'm not going to be able to sleep as well (laughs) as I want to because I'm going to be worried about something. I know that my intention, you know, is affected when I complain more or when something's bothering me. And I have to be careful to take care of myself and to know myself well enough to, to consider that whenever I'm frustrated about something because it's perfectly fine to be frustrated to be aggravated to see something for what it is and to feel some type of way about it because I'm not telling anybody not to feel no type of way about something that is affecting you but in expressing how you're affected by those things make sure that we're not complaining so much that it's hurting us in return and especially if you're one of those people who you're you know you have anxiety or you have an attention deficit it's not going to help you at all so vent when you need to but when you're but watch your tone and your words because they can become more negative than useful so understand your anxiety will follow all of that and understand that you got to take care of you You got to understand how your use of words, your attitude, your energy, all of that is connected and it affects every aspect of the situation. It affects your life. So if you have somebody who's negative and you complain about that person being negative, you just put yourself in an even more negative space. It's as simple as that. So... Complaining does nothing to help your anxiety. And a lot of times we we perpetuate complaining or we indulge in complaining because we have a lost sense of control. And whenever humans feel like they don't have control over something or they lose control over something, it is it affects us, right? We want to gain that control. We want to have some kind of control over our lives and over the way we think and feel and all that good stuff. They, there may be many times when complaining feels like the only thing that you can control. And so that's why a lot of us, I think, I'm not an expert, but that's why I think a lot of us indulge in it because you will have times in your life when there's a situation where you can't do anything You can try to change all the stuff you want to change about yourself. You can try to change the other person. You can try to call stuff out. But you really can't do anything but let the situation be. But And you, you don't have any control over it. But the only thing that you do have control over is how you express that frustration. How you express that anxiety. And we go to complaining because we have a sense of control that we're taking back from the situation. You release your anger unabashedly in a fit of hurt and desperation to be heard in a world full of noise. Um, I have definitely done that. It's like in a situation you don't have any control over, but you have control over your words. And so you use those words. You use that anger like a weapon. 
and it comes out as a complaint. I've had situations where I found myself complaining for a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes straight. No breaths, no breaks, no pauses, no nothing. And (laughs) I know that's similar to what a lot of people can say they've done before. So this topic may be hitting some spots for you, but it's okay because we in this together. (laughs) Like, is this where it started? Memories of my childhood scenes flashed through my mind as I remember this addiction was seated long before I understood how the world works. Hearing the frustrations of my family members who often felt powerless in their own lives. Whenever I feel out of control, I take a hit or two and plunge deep into my complaint monologue. (laughs) I suck the air from around me and influence others within listening distance to join in. One thing about a complainer is they don't want to be around people who not going to agree with their complaint. Like we want some, oh, hell no, nah, girl, or they dumb as hell, or we we want our friends or whoever we complaining to, to get into the frustration with us. We want them to get into the complaining with us because we want somebody to feel how we're feeling. We want We don't want to be alone in that feeling. And so now you take this loss of control and we're gaining some of it back in our minds by complaining. And not only are we gaining some of that control back, but we have control over somebody else's emotions and we're trying to draw them into this complaining atmosphere (laughs) that we've created around us. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're talking to someone and you're complaining about something and they're complaining about something and so now y'all just complaining and (laughs) and it's nobody on the other side of the the conversation to speak positive about it to speak positive words or vibes or light and love or at least oh girl it's gonna be okay (laughs) you're just straight complaining and you leave that situation drained you leave that situation still angry. You still angry. When you go to bed, you still feel some type of way if you hadn't at least meditated, burned some sage or something. Like if you have been in a complaining match with somebody and they're complaining about their life and you complain about yours and y'all not even really listening to each other, y'all just complaining. And you're not filling each other up. You're not helping your situation. You just trying to get a little bit of your control back you're trying to feel as though your voice is being heard and I'm not saying that we're gonna have situations where we're not doing that in our lives at some point like I, I don't know like I, I can't imagine us never complaining again it's human nature what I am saying is we got to watch it we kind of got to do it in moderation and we got to try to find ways to switch switch the switch on from complaining back to venting because remember we said there's a difference between those two (laughs) whenever i feel out of control that's what i do (laughs) so in these moments i remind myself i still have control in my choices in my choices i still have control i might not have control of the situation and it is what it is but I do have control over the way that I express my frustrations 
I have control over the fact that there are just some things that I can't help, but I will choose to handle it in a way that's not going to be damaging to me. I'm not one of those people who want you to think, speak, and act positive no matter what. Because that is unrealistic as hell. Like, I am one of those people that, yes, I promote light and love, but I also promote slapping somebody if you need to. (laughs) No, I don't promote violence. But I do promote sticking up for yourself and expressing how you feel. And that includes anger. Because I feel like we live in a day and age where people are so unrealistic about how you're supposed to express yourself. And it's just like, yo, just be honest. So this whole think positive all the time, feel positive all the time, promote positive all the time is not realistic to the human condition. Now, I'm just going to say that like it is not because now you're going to feel like you're in a box and y'all know I don't like boxes. (laughs) You're going to feel like you have to always be this instead of being true to whatever you're feeling or thinking. And that's not what this conversation is about. It is about being conscious about your emotions and how you express them. Like, I'm convinced people who think that you're supposed to promote positivity all the time and think and speak and act and all that, that they're the same people that suppress most of their emotions anyway. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that's something I speculate in my own mind. I'm not preaching to anyone not to express your frustrations. Just because you refuse to acknowledge a negative feeling or situation doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means you're ignoring which sounds just like avoidance to me. Instead of doing that, I give myself permission to vent when I need to. I address the real factual shit that has me in a tizzy. And I let myself express, explore the range of my emotions. Usually I come to my own solutions in this venting session that I have with either my sister or my best friend. It benefits me as a process to figuring my shit out and I'm learning to stop myself before it becomes all negative and all pointless. This year, this new decade, let's make the decision to uplift even the worst situations by choosing to break our addiction to complaining. Trust me, your taste buds will be more lively, colors will be brighter, and the world will seem clearer. Let's kick out addiction in 2020. And so like, yeah, that's the end of the blog post. You know, not necessarily in the episode, but I would love to hear your thoughts about this. Um, A lot of y'all have been a lot more vocal with me on social media. I appreciate your petition. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I appreciate you um, talking with me (laughs) and interacting with my social media, um, answering a lot of the questions that I have that pertains to either an episode I'm, I'm doing or a topic I'm exploring on my blog posts, something of that nature, because it helps me make better posts for you 
So, when we're talking about complaining, I want y'all to keep in mind that at the end of the day, it's a lose-lose situation. Like, if you're complaining about a, a situation and it's already negative, and then you're being all negative about it, <laughs> you're not helping yourself at all. And so, sometimes it helps me to step back, to either go outside and catch some sunshine, catch, you know, get some fresh air, distance myself from whatever's bothering me. I've been meditating a lot this year. I have, I've got a singing bowl and I meditate, I burn my sage, I open my door, I let the air circulate through my little apartment and I chill. And, and sometimes that helps like and by the time that whatever situation that has me upset by the time I talk to someone else about it I'm not usually that upset anymore because I've allowed myself to kind of calm down <laughs> and kind of uh, work my way through it because a lot of times I was complaining prematurely it was like I didn't even understand the situation fully and I'm already knee deep in a complaining session and then I realized oh you missed an important detail <laughs> now you feel like an ass because you were complaining about something that probably was just another day in the life so moving forward I want y'all to be conscious about your words about your actions I want you to take care of yourself and I want us to be better and live in our situations more like let's stop making situations out to be horrible before we even are experiencing the situation I do that a lot I worry I project out probably months in advance about what I'm going to be worried about and if a situation is going to be something that is is going to be negative and it's a really bad habit and I don't like it I don't like this addiction and I'm trying to kick this in 2020 and so I hope you guys are trying to do it too if if I'm talking to you with this post I know that's not may not be everybody's story but if it is let's do this journey together and let's uh <laughs> Let's take better care of our words and ourselves. So until next time, I'll be doing um, a birthday episode. My birthday is coming up and I'm very, very excited about that. Birthday episode is going to be talking about, um, as a black woman, how it is to start aging and start getting those questions about, you know, or thinking about those next steps in life right so i'm single i don't have kids and i'm about to be 29 and so i'm going to be talking about that experience hopefully i'll have some of my friends to kind of share their experiences so it should be a group podcast i'm excited about that too so stay tuned until then you can follow me on instagram k antoinette underscore the blogger or you can follow the lbf page is let's underscore build underscore futures or you can visit the website and it's let's build futures.com that easy so comment like share my shit y'all because if you listen i want you to allow somebody else to get what you got from a blog post or get what you got from this episode or any of your favorite episodes because i want to grow this following and i want to touch and reach and interact with everyone 
help me do that in 2020. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye.